It's the RU Review, episode number eight. I'm Steve Titchener here with Matt Lachlan. We'll have Steve Edelson from the app.com. He'll join us later in the show. So, Matt, my goodness, I, I always say this all the time. I'm, I'm happy that uh, the show is recorded several days back after. Back from the ledge, a few steps after, back. A, a, after a the distance in terms the, of time helps the, out. The loss, but it, it was a different, it was a, a disappointing loss without question because here was an opportunity for Rutgers to go to a listen it's not a it's not a hostile environment by any means in Northwestern you got a team that's down that was good last year interesting that we're all supposed to throw out last year but Northwestern did very well they did crown and actually, a champion didn't they yeah and Rutgers actually did well in terms of they they managed covid a little better than the, the other big 10 schools did and i think maybe that 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 was an advantage for them and a lot of energy with with uh, with uh, Shiano's first year, uh, but if we if we need to toss that out, which we will, because you know we 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 know the story so far. Um, you know, winning the first three games is surprise uh, uh, show against uh, Michigan at Ann Arbor, and you're thinking this can be a very special season here with what they have anyway, and maybe a bowl could happen. But the last four games have been a struggle. I mean, you know, you can explain away the first three, right? Because they're very good, um, very good teams. But this one here, and again, Northwestern did come off the bye. So they did get to fix some things. Um, but uh, they were struggling mightily, especially against the run. And it was interesting how we had Noah Kaufman on uh, uh, for, for uh, Northwestern. He, he was excellent. And he was telling us all about uh, Northwestern strengths and weaknesses. And he believed that Rutgers was going to be able to run the ball. And, uh, you know, I was like, Really? I mean, you know, Noah meet Rutgers, Rutgers meet Noah. I don't I don't I don't see that happening because but but Northwestern was dead last in the Big Ten. Right. Which is why he thought Rutgers could run. Of course. And Rutgers couldn't even run against Northwestern. Uh, you know, so it just tells you that that offensive line is banged up considerably undersized and, uh, undersized and um, it's a problem moving forward. And, you know, listen, that all that excitement uh, through the first four games uh, is just gone now. It's really uh, it's really uh, uh, hard to swallow in, in a way because I thought that they had a very good chance. And, and even though they started out with you know, the tough three games, now they got Northwestern at Northwestern and then Illinois after the bye, which where they really have to in this bye. They've got to rest up, figure some things out, and then they have another opportunity against Illinois. Yeah, they, they'll they'll hopefully get a little healthy. Mentally, they'll get some rest and get away from things a little bit and come back with a refreshed attitude. Frankly, it's the Northwestern game that's most, most bothersome. I mean, they were in it, sort of, kind of. It wasn't out of reach at all. They had the penalty, and that's been a big problem for Rutgers lately. They had that penalty when they were at the eight-yard line, and then they wound up having to take a field goal try, and they missed that. And listen, the kid's a good story, right? You know, the soccer player becomes the kicker, and but he's not a Big Ten kicker. Yeah, he's so, he's struggled, he's yeah, struggled in some, some, especially in some big kicks, yeah. So I, I think what we have now is five games left, and this is where Shiano and his staff earn their money, quite frankly. There's only so much you can do when the talent level is tipped, and we're going to talk about this with Steve a little later on when he joins us. There's only so much you can do when the medical ward is more filled than you would like. But this is where you earn your keep. 
Rutgers can still make a bowl. It's incredible. The count is still at three, and it's been at three uh, since they rang up the first three wins of the season. But they got to get to six, and they can. They're not going to beat Penn State. So now it comes down to Illinois, Wisconsin, Indiana, and Maryland. Can they get three wins out of those four games? Doesn't look it at this point, but there are holes in every one of those teams. Again, Penn State, different animal. Good luck, but Penn State's going to win. But they still have a chance. That being said, they've got to figure out a way to utilize their staff uh, to create a plan that takes this battered line, undersized line, and can create something with some razzle-dazzle. Look, maybe Sean Gleason's got to go back into his bag of tricks. Maybe Rutgers is suddenly going to become this team that you just, you don't know what you're going to get. There's going to be double, triple reverses, and there's going to be, you know, pass downfield, lateral, something to energize them, something to give them a chance. The standard, let's throw into the flat. Let's hand it off and hope that Isaiah Pacheco can create something. And boy, he has it. Listen, I know you need a hole. You need a hole. Yeah. But he hasn't done anything. He's he's been disappointing. Yeah. It's been a struggle. Shiano says, oh, he's going to play in the next level. Yeah. He's got to play on this level. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't have a sliver to run and he's not creating anything. So it's been very difficult for him. But I mean, back to Sean Gleason. I mean, where did this, this, the offense get so vanilla after being so exciting last year? I mean, but why? I mean, I guess he's struggling. Listen, I guess he's struggling considering all, all, we don't know. Rutgers, there's coaching staff knows how how banged up they are and how banged up this offensive line is. Does he feel like there's no time at all so he can't even what? have Bedro drop back? What do you see? So, I mean, you well. You see the same thing he does. Well, I mean, I'm seeing it, I, when, when Bedro drops back here and there, it's not like someone's all over him immediately. I think there's a little bit of pass protection. Um, I don't understand the constant screen, 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 out in the flat, out in the flat, every single play, insisting on your wide receiver to make some yards. And it seems like they're all waiting for them right there. I mean, maybe there are things that they did last year that have been scouted and now there are no surprises. I mean, the Johnny Langdon Langdon Mm -hmm. package has is no longer taking anybody by surprise, right? It certainly isn't. And uh, he's not a speedster anyway, so he's going to knock people over. And, and it's, the, you know, you get a bigger, you get guys as big as him, it's not going to happen. Yeah. And we, and we yeah. know that. And then Bedrill. Well, as much, as, as, much yeah. as the rest that they need, coaching staff has to figure out something mm-hmm. different. Like I said, maybe try some of that razzle-dazzle. I don't know why it was put away. Mm-hmm. It's not like Vedral wasn't you know, here I last brought year. Up, it's um, not like Bo Melton wasn't here last year. It's not like Pacheco wasn't here last yeah. year. And I brought their tight end up a number of times, Haskins, but maybe he has to stay on the line for pass. Per- I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, something. I, so something's going on there where they can't release him and get him out there. And so um, probably it, because just, they can't block. Yeah, so you need I mean, the extra guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why we'd like to get him out there, but we can't because we can't hold. But we will, we'll say this. They're certainly a different team than the Michigan, the second half Michigan team. They certainly I mean, they, I mean we know that I still some, say that was Harbaugh. Yeah. Miss handling the second half. He, yeah. he give fair credit to Rutgers, but he took yeah. his foot off. off so certainly, and we've talked about it ad nauseum at this point. So we understand that this is where they are, but that was a very disappointing loss. So now you look, uh, okay, the bye, you got to fix some things and then you got to go to Illinois again, not a threatening place at all. No, it's not home, but um, that stadium's going to be empty. Come on. And they're not playing well. So you're thinking, okay, here's the opportunity. And then, 
You win that game, then you're back on. Hey, it's not out of the question to, I don't know, Maryland's a shot. Um, Indiana, I mean, maybe just, wouldn't it be wild if they, if they did a, a knocked off Wisconsin at home? Is, is that completely out of the question? Well, um, it, it might be, although Wisconsin, everyone thought they were going to be the big team in the West. Playing well. And well, they've not been what people thought they would be, right? The quarterback's they, been inconsistent. They thought but, that this team was a powerful team. That being said, it's Wisconsin. Big old farm boys, you know, I mean, yeah. that's the way they play. They're not all farm boys. You know, boys, Jalen you know Berger I mean. left the uh, program. So the guy from Jersey left the programs. Who knows? Maybe he can make himself to, uh, back, go back to the banks. I don't, well, I don't know the latest, but what, what, that, that's not going to help them this week. Well, in, in two Let's Saturdays. Let's talk about November 6th. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that it's. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. You start with Illinois. Mm-hmm. And this is where, as I said, the coaching staff will, will earn their pay. You've got a massage, uh, a, a damaged mental, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A team that's uh, down mm-hmm. mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. You've got to be able to massage an injured lineup. Hopefully some guys will come back. And then you've got to figure out a game plan that an undersized, non-Big Ten roster, because it's a lot of the same guys. I know there's been the portal and everything else, but it's a lot of the guys that were Chris Ash holdovers, more and more Shiano guys getting in there, but it's a whole mess. And I, I guarantee they're burning the midnight oil in Piscataway. Yeah. I would be surprised if they don't play much better against Illinois. They 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 have to get better from a discipline standpoint. Mm-hmm. Have to. You can't take all those penalties. And then there's got to be a real hard focus on the task at hand. It's one step at a time. Maybe this team got a little ahead of itself in terms of where they thought they were. Hey, we won those first three games. We won three Big Ten games last year. Other than the the gauntlet that we're going to have to run through and, and Penn State at the end, we'll be okay. We're going to beat these teams. Big wake-up call against Ohio State. You're not even nearly in that class. And then a huge wake-up call against Northwestern that you better, you better not think you're too big for your britches. Maybe there's a little of that. Maybe – you know, it's Rutgers. We got Chiano, the chop. We're cool. Are they, we're back. Are they at the point where they throw caution to the wind? You know what I mean? I mean, are they? Coaches I, don't you know, do that. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like, hey, let's let's play the younger. Let's play the freshmen and let's play the sophomores. Let's try them. Let's try. Let's mix up the playbook completely because we're because they are playing pretty cautious, Matt. Yeah. Would you agree? They are. I think that's a product of their personnel, but they are. I, I think that they can do some things with this group. Like I said, why, you know, why not try a little something different? Mm-hmm. Uh, but the problem when you start playing these young guys, unless somebody's got a world of speed and then he's got to get open. So mm-hmm. uh, unless they've got a ton of size, you're bringing guys in to a situation where it ain't good. And not that you damage them. If they can't handle it, like it's a teaching moment, but it's too early. Now, Maryland might be a different story. Mm-hmm. The state of Maryland might be a different story. Hey, thanks yeah. for all you've done. We're going to start to move ahead and take a look at guys for next yeah. year. But I don't think he's going to make a change at quarterback. 
I don't think he's going to bring in. Well, it's a good point. I mean, on quarterback, first of all, Wimsat, you just do, do not put him out in, in any way here. No. And I know some of the fan base is like, Hey, get his, you know, you know, get him out there. There's no way with that offensive line, but even like Snyder and Simon, do you want to put them out there and put them in harm's way? If no one can protect this quarterback, well, Maybe that's Federal's the way they got to go. Well, that's a point. Here's the other thing. You name me one coach ever in the history of coaches that didn't play their best players mm-hmm. as they see it. Right. So if Snyder or Simon in Shiano's estimation or Gleason's estimation or both give Rutgers a better chance, either one will be in there. So far, it's been better. They have it. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a reason why. Mm-hmm. Coaches don't coach against their own best interest. Now, you can probably come up with an example of a coach who said, that son of a gun, and it's mostly on the professional level, that son of a gun ticks me off. It's late in the season. My butt's about to get fired. He ain't seeing a lot of time. But that's revenge. And, and But otherwise, it's mm-hmm. let's go. Best guys play. Best guys play. Yeah. So, All right. Well, let's see what Steve Edelson has to say. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. On the RU Review, Steve Titchener and Matt Lachlan. And joining us from the app.com and returning to the show is Steve Edelson. Steve, thanks for taking some time with us. Thanks for having me. What I'd like to get from you here, Steve, is what the Northwestern loss at this point in the season, what did that say to you about this team? We've talked enough about the loss, and uh, you can explain away the three Big Ten losses to start uh, the season. But this one was a tough one to explain away. What what does this say about this team? Well, I, I thought going into this game, you know, if not winning against Northwestern, who are you going to beat? Where are the Rutgers wins going to come from? You know, I look at that. I look at the Illinois game, and I think that's going to be tougher to win than winning at at Northwestern was going to be. So I think now you're kind of looking at the Rutgers season through a little bit of a different prism right now. Um, you know, it, it appears at this point they're going to take a step back from last year. You know, where they won three Big Ten games. Well, it's hard to see where they're going to win three Big Ten games now. Um, and I think when the season started, I think everyone was pretty optimistic they could do that. I think after Northwestern, um, you're kind of skeptical about that. And understandably so, uh, given the fact that in his second year, you thought there'd be progress. And I'm not saying there hasn't been, but it's been behind the scenes progress of anything, right? The recruiting continues to go well for Shiano and his staff, but the on-field product has has taken a step back. Ha- has it been a combination of things? I know after the game, uh, he Shiano said like it was everything. That's what coaches do, right? It's 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 personnel, it's scheme, it's organization, it's coaching, it's everything. I thought he was really down after the loss to Michigan State, but this one was just to me, even a different story. So what is the reason? Is it the fact that injuries have caught up? Is the skill level just still not there? He needs another recruiting year of, or two or just off of three tough games. You might expect a, a down one like this. I'm, I'm scratching my head a bit. 
Well, I think I think if you look back uh, at the early days of Greg Schiano's first tenure as the Rutgers head coach, you know, I think that shows you that you know it, it's not going to be a straight line. The progress there are going to be ups and downs, and there certainly were. You know, after Greg Schiano took over, and again, he, he took over a team back then that was terrible. He took over a team this this time that was terrible. Um, and I think it may take more than just a recruiting cycle or two to get you out of that. Um, you know, clearly, yes, they need more talent. I, I, you know, I think we see that, even though I think they're on the right track. But I think it's going to take a little bit of time. And I think, I think maybe there was a little bit too much optimism after last year. You know, I think back to to. Um, Greg Schiano this summer said a couple of times, you almost have to throw out last year. And he was saying that for everybody uh, because it was so unique, the season. Everything was was something that no one had ever dealt with before. And I think if you look at Rutgers, you know, they may have benefited a little bit uh, from that. And, 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 you know, and they stole that Michigan State game and then they won some games. And, and now – on a level playing field with everybody, I think you're looking at it and saying, hmm, you know, maybe we jumped the gun a little bit. You know, maybe this is going to be a little bit of a tougher climb than you thought after year one. Um, and I think I think kind of recal- recalibrating expectations is going to be part of this as well. I just don't think it's going to be a straight line from the bottom to the top of the Big Ten. I think it's I think it's going to be a lot of ups and downs. And obviously, Rutgers desperately needed this bye to to get uh, get back in the, on the practice field and figure some things out. And Steve, there's a lot of challenges here. Obviously, the offensive line is banged up. So what do you do there? You've got Vedral, who hasn't been playing well, but yes, he's been running for his life too. Can you throw out Snyder and Simon out there with a banged up offensive line? I mean, remember what happened with Art Sikowski, and do we want to see that happen again? Is it is it? Are, are is Rutgers able to go to another quarterback with with the situation they have with that offensive line? Well, I think I think that is the key. There is no matter what you try, it's going to be limited what you can do with this this team offensively. You know, if you can't protect the guy, if you can't run block, well. I, you know, I think you're going to be spinning your wheels. You know, and I know people are saying, "Well, what about Gavin Wimsett?" And I mean, listen, I, I just, I just think their options are limited right now. You know, as as limited as Noah Vedral may be, he probably gives them their best chance to simply manage and try and get through this. But I think, as, I think, really, as you said, the offensive line problems, if 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 that's not going to get better, it's hard to see how the Rutgers offense is going to be able to survive and really move the chains with any consistency. Well, if you can't pass block, you can't run block, how are you going to move the chains? You're right. And so it it really comes down to that offensive line and and the ability of Shiano and his staff to, to find some way, some scheme, some system, given who they have. You can't change everything overnight, but just something to give them a chance in some of these upcoming games. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, I I think you're you you're you're kind of in survival mode right now. You really are because if you know, things could get out of hand here. 
And I think if you can somehow figure out a way to kind of hold down the fort and keep these games competitive, I think what we've seen from Rutgers defense is, you know, you know they've had they've had a few a few struggles, but for the most part, they can keep Rutgers in games against most Big Ten teams. And I, I think. I think if they can do that and you can somehow, somehow figure out a way to function offensively, get a few points, maybe, maybe you could steal a couple of games here. Yeah, and I didn't add Gavin Wimsat in that because I think that would be the craziest thing to yeah, put him out right. in this kind of situation. You can think about maybe Snyder and Simon and giving them a shot, but but who knows? But, you know, explain this offense, uh, Steve. I mean, Sean Gleason, a rising star. Last year, I know, we, yeah, I understand last year was an outlier. and We got to kind of throw it away. But he had, there, there was a different excitement going on. It just seems like everything is just, is it because of that offensive line? Everything's a screen. Everything's a, throwing the ball out in the flat and hoping the, um, um, the wide receiver can get some yards. There's nothing going downfield. There's not a lot of creativity. It's just really, it's frustrating. Well, I can remember coming into the season, and particularly in those first three games where you thought Rutgers really was, was going to be playing against an overmatched opponent. You know, that's where I thought really you were going to see Sean Gleason try and open this offense up. And let's see what he can do. You know, you have Bo Melton, you have Crookshank, you have some guys who can stretch the field. Let's see what the offense can do. And they never did that. Mm-hmm. And so having not done that in those games, that I thought, you know, basically you have no chance to do it once you get into Big Ten play. And I think that's what we've seen is – this is very much of a dink and dunk offense, and it, you know, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how you change that now. But I thought there was an opportunity early in the season to really try and get this offense going, and I, I never thought that they, I, I never thought Sean Gleason really took advantage of that. I, I thought that perhaps they were holding back on some of their plays until the Big Ten. Yeah. I understand your point. Right. They just wanted to keep something secret, not use it up against uh, Temple, you know, um, or, or Delaware, for instance. But nonetheless, they've not shown that effervescence that they had last year. And, and just to correct something I said earlier, it was after the Ohio State game that Shiano was as down as I had seen him uh, after a loss. And, and it was kind of mirrored on Saturday after the loss to Northwestern. Here's a point, though, that Steve Titchener makes, uh, Steve, and, he, and he's made it, uh, made it repeatedly, not has. He did make it repeatedly under Chris Ash. He was like, hey, coach these guys up. Like, where's the coaching? And maybe the success of last year for Rutgers was simply that Ash and his staff couldn't coach or didn't coach these guys. And Shiano and his guys came in and said, well, there's a little bit more here under the hood. It's not a Ferrari, but it's a little better. They caught some people by surprise, throw out the COVID, all that sort of stuff. It was a crazy year. But maybe they've coached this team about as high as it can be coached, thus the, un, uh, you know, the, the, the unrealistic optimism of of this season well listen and hey again do is this team better coach than chris ash chris ash's teams of course it is and, and you and you see that and you see that they're they're just overall more competitive now with that said you have to have talent and you know that you know you you can only coach guys up so much 
And at, at some point, there has to be enough talent there. And yeah, maybe we are getting to the ceiling of how much you can actually get out of this group until there's some reinforcements. And I think that that is probably what we're seeing right now is the fact that, yes, it's a better coach team, but it's not it, it, there's just not enough talent now. And that's the next step is being able to get more talent and coach that talent up. And now you, you start to get in that upward spiral, so to speak. And Steve, I've mentioned on this show that at least Rutgers is winning the games they're supposed to win. I still think going to the Carrier Dome and winning that game was an achievement. I mean, uh-huh. Syracuse is, you know, not a good team by any means, but they're, you know, they're hanging in with the best of the ACC. And that was a that was a good win for them. Now, you, you win the first three games, you go to Michigan and you have that second half in Michigan. And you're thinking, wow, this is this could be a special season. And then the last four games have just been a real disappointment. So my question to you is. Did you think they were going to make a bowl game or had a chance? Or what did you think about the season? And, and are you surprised or disappointed with the last four games? I absolutely thought they had a chance to make a bowl game. I'm not sure realistically I thought they could, but I thought they had a chance to maybe get to six and six. I thought they definitely had a chance to get five wins. I mean, they won three, three Big Ten games last year. Um, but, you know, I think... I think the schedule makers did not do them any favors. You know, three straight ranked opponents, very good ranked opponents. And, you know, you know, I think they lost their confidence a little bit, you know, especially after that Ohio state game. I mean, that was obviously an eye opener. Um, and you, you know, you then, you know, once they get to Michigan state, I mean, Michigan state is just a very physical team, you know? So now you have to go through that. Um, I think I think going through a stretch like that took its toll on this team, and I think I think you kind of saw that at North at Northwestern. You know, now they've they've kind of come through the other end, and I'm not sure how much they have left. Uh, so again, that's going to be on Shiano and his staff during this bye week to try and get guys back physically and mentally. I think, uh, and try and get them back on track. What's the uh, story with Max Melton and Chris Long? I know they. They were reinstated, and then Melton got hurt early in the game. But other than Chiano saying, I didn't see anything, so maybe you've got more insight. Uh, all I saw him saying, well, under the circumstances, we thought the time was now right to reinstate them. But what the heck happened with that paintball adventure? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And I, I'm not I'm not sure we're going to know all the details on, on that quite yet, but you know how much how much these guys are going to play how much max melton is going to play um and and what exactly is going to happen in the coming weeks i think it still has to all be played out and i'm not sure i can add all that much to to exactly what happened in that whole scenario but it will be interesting and and i i certainly think that you saw the Rutgers secondary, because, you know, let's face it, Max Mountain played really well early in the year. Mm-hmm. He was one of the big play guys, yeah. you know, they were counting on. And, you know, let's face it, we saw a couple of games where that secondary got shredded. And, um, you know, so I, I, I would think, you know, at least trying to get him back there uh, is going to be a goal for sure. 
Steve, uh, just from a press standpoint, it seems like when these things happen, the thing with the paintball thing with Max Melton and Chris Long, it, the fan doesn't get to hear anything. I mean, you know, NJ.com, I guess, does their best. You guys do your best. But I guess you get, really don't get the information from the school or from the, the from the police or anything. It seems like when these things happen and it's happened, you know, other players have gotten in trouble and it just becomes a – Hey, you know, there's a hearing in November and then we didn't even know, I didn't even know that they were reinstated and were until game time. Uh, So, so you, I guess you guys really don't get that information. Well, and I think, I think certainly reporters and, and I think in, in the cases of the news organizations you mentioned, you know, they have, they have court reporters and they have reporters, you know, covering proceedings like that, you know, who, are certainly trying, I think, to get information like that. And, and it may, I think at some point it does come out, um, but it just hasn't yet. And sometimes it takes a little bit of time before, you know, all those filings come out and and guys can get their hands on that. Yeah, there's no question. Rutgers uh, is not typing up a release and handing it out <laughs> and saying, Hey, Hey guys, here's what's happened. So it, it's, it's more difficult than, than that. They're, they're not going to show their hand at all. I was just curious if more had come out. Cause all I saw was that mm-hmm. they had been reinstated and, and, and Shiano just offered his reasons why. So what are you expecting uh, off this bye week? They can lick their wounds. They can massage their mental side of things because the losing wears on anyone and and maybe that Ohio State thing just did set them off for the last two games. So what might we, anyone, expect out of the Rutgers Football Club uh, once they resume play starting against Illinois? Well, I I tell you what, I think that's what makes this game wildly interesting is because I don't think anyone knows what to expect, you know, coming off a bye week. But here's what I think, here's what I think everyone hopes happens is that Shiano is able to regroup this team and they play what what might be their best game since since that Michigan game and and I think if they can if he can get them regrouped get them reorganized get a really good plan in place over the two weeks I you know, I think I think it's possible to beat Illinois um but with that said well, I think what you don't want to see is you don't want to see see a team that goes in there and just has nothing, has no spark, you know, ends up losing by, you know, three, four touchdowns. Um, then I think, then I think we're headed for, um, you know, we're headed for a place where nobody thought this season would go and certainly no one hoped it would go. And that's, you know, really kind of, kind of careening towards the abyss, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. You could see if they lose the game, depending on the fashion in which it happens, you know, three wins at the start of the season is all you got. You know, you lose your way out. I mean, not that the schedule is as difficult in the last half year as it was in the first half, Penn State game notwithstanding. But suddenly, you know, yes, you're on the road, but now you got a Wisconsin team that's not what anybody thought. But now you're down and banged up and they come in and run you wild because they're so big and physical. And then you got Indiana on the road. Like you can see the bad things happening if they don't start applying the brakes and, and turning the ship around for sure. Yeah. And, and, and listen, if you, if you were to go in and, and, and have a good performance at Illinois 
and you know maybe you pull off a win you know then I, then then that energizes everything you know now now there's a, there's a little hope there's a little light at the end, end of the tunnel and i think the fan base then gets re-energized you know, and, and that would be huge coming back to SHI Stadium. Hey, you win that game on Saturday, October 30th. You're only two away from a bowl. I mean, it's still yeah. possible. It re, <laughs> As you said, it reignites everything that the fan base and, and Shiano and his staff yeah. and Rutgers yeah. thought was possible coming in. And certainly during the three-game winning streak, it's still out there as hard as it is to really visualize it. But it's there. Absolutely. And listen, you, I mean, you win that game. Why can't you beat Maryland? I mean, you know, or teams like that, you know? So, yeah, you know, we'll see. But I think this this will be kind of the game that, that after a week off that is going to tell us what direction Rutgers is heading in. Yeah, but Steve, you're right that the, um, the opening three games, uh, the Big Ten schedule, were very challenging. But I thought, here's an opportunity. You got Northwestern at Northwestern and Illinois at Illinois. I mean, you know, look, the stadiums that are half full, not yep. a huge home uh, field advantage. But you had suggested that this Illinois uh, uh, game might be tougher than the Northwestern game. And uh, I, I, I guess, uh, you know, a, a few more people come out for the Illinois games because Northwestern's like, my goodness, I mean, they, they don't get a turnout at yeah. all. Yeah. So um, it, it seems like these the, 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 this was an opportunity for them to get two, and certainly now an opportunity to get one because that's not going to be a strong home field advantage for Illinois, really. No, no, absolutely not. And And again, you know, these these are the games you have you have to take advantage of because you know you're you it's going to be tough to get stuff done in places like Michigan and Ohio State so you know if you if you can't if you can't take advantage of these in the Big 10 you know it, and and again that would that would only serve to energize the crowd when they came home and that would I think they need that too you know, um, they really need to, to to get the fan base kind of energized again because I think you you saw it in their last home game. You know, I thought that was a disappointing crowd, and um, yeah. So yeah, I think that's another another key factor is get, getting the fans reengaged. Yeah, and after that, uh, after that um, blowout at Ohio State, I think it really it took a lot of luster off of um of the season just that one game because it was so. Uh, you know, there was an idea coming off the Michigan game that uh, that Rutgers would uh, was a different team. And then you said, well, maybe it's the same old, same old. And I think that that's uh, kind of and then, of course, the injuries and the struggles there. So uh, we'll have to see if they can make it right against Illinois. Uh, how are things uh, over at APP.com? What, what are you working on? Well, we're working on a whole bunch of stuff. And, and uh, you know, it's amazing that this is like the crazy time of year because football is going on. College hoops practices have started. You know, it's like this is when everything <laughs> comes together. So it becomes a very uh, crazy time. And I'm I'm actually hoping to get over uh, and, and, and uh, do some uh, Rutgers basketball soon, too. So um, yes. can't wait. This is a great time of year. Yeah, I actually got season tickets for basketball too because it was a struggle getting tickets last year. So oh, I said yeah, I got to jump right. in and get uh, before um, you know that that place the rack is going to be rocking this year. So we're really excited about that. We'll see. We're really happy uh, for you to come on with us, and we hope to get you later uh, in the season. 
It would be great, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully they'll be on a little bit of a roll. Then we'll see. Awesome, and that'll do it for this week's show. Find our podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. Steve, it's Matt. We'll catch you all next week.